This is Artist Stories, a podcast that centers experiences of artists whose lives have left a lasting imprint on the Southern Arizona creative ecosystem. I'm Janae Sanchez, and today we hear from Luck Salway, muralist and owner of Arrowhead Inc. Hello, Luck. Thank you for joining us on Artist Stories. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. Awesome. I'm excited to get into our conversation. But first, let me congratulate you on your Project Creosote Start Award. Thank you. This project has actually resulted in two murals, one in Tucson and the other in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. Can you tell us a little bit more about your project and just about some of the relationships between the murals and, you know, some of the elements and iconography that you incorporated in each project? I'm half Thorno Autumn and I'm half Oglala Lakota. My dad is from Pine Ridge, South Dakota. And so um, my project was to go back to Pine Ridge where my dad's from and do a mural there. They're about community, I'd say. The Tucson mural is um, it's a, it's a desert scenery of the evening time and it gets like really orange. Uh, looks really beautiful. Um, that's the background and then the, the the foreground, I have the lettering of the, the original way to sell, spell Chukshan. Um, and there's been other ways to spell it. The, the people that I know um, that are the old school autumn that I respect, I pick the way that they spell it. So um, that's the way I spell I know some people are like, well, it's spelled this, this way, this way. Um, well, this is the, the autumns that I, I respect that, that spell it this way. So this is how I spell it. Um, inside the lettering, the first three letters were were uh, autumn people, and the last three letters were Yaweme people. And I had an artist join me on the Tucson mural with that, uh, Salsawaki. He did the the last three letters and helped with the scenery overall, helped with the whole mural. And the the Pine Ridge mural was done at the main intersection in Pine Ridge. Uh, it was a really busy intersection. Like when you come into Pine Ridge, my mural is probably the first art piece you see. Well, it's in a really busy shopping mall there in Pine Ridge. That mural, it was to remind my people how long we've been here. We've been here since time immemorial. And uh, I was trying to get that message across in my mural. Mm. What was it like working, uh, you know, going back to Pine Ridge and and working in that particular community where you have such deep roots. Yeah, I was really, really, um, felt really welcoming there. I, I was there as a kid a couple times. I have some really good rem- memories of Pine Ridge as a kid, um, playing and playing, going to play, play in a baseball league and just riding around on my bike with my cousin, catching fireflies over there and just a bunch of things like that as a kid and then going back it was pretty cool that like i said the section where i was where i was painting there's a lot of people walking by there and and like like half of them knew knew who my family was they even knew my grandpa my uncle or my dad or my brothers um my brothers both went to to school there they went to high school there they 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 played on the football team and actually they they had the best record pine ridges ever had uh the year that they played and they were the two standout stars of that team. So um, a lot of people knew them too. So it was it was pretty cool going back and everybody making you feel like, you know, you belong there. So 
it was it was really, it felt really good amazing what are what are some of the things that are would you say similar between you know your community in tucson and pine ridge are there any similarities or would you say they're very distinct places I'm here at Splinter Collective, and that's where I have my art studio. There's a really good sense of community in, here at, at Splinter, and in Pine Ridge, it's 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 really uh, it's 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 like that a lot. Pine Ridge is a, about 85% unemployment, so the poverty rate is really high. They have they have like any town, they have upper class, middle class. They have a lot of nice houses there, but there's a lot of poverty there too. So a lot of look out for each other when i stayed with my cousin out there she was she would have a big old huge pot of coffee and and she would really overcook all her meals and she would say yeah we we do this on purpose because you know other people out there don't have no food or come by and they ask for coffee and you know everybody's just real good sense of community up there and then and when we were talking you know before this recording you're mentioning about the fact that there are so many amazing creatives in pine ridge and you know you really got to experience the those creative uh, inspiring conversations through your mural painting like what was that like just finding out that you know you inspired so many people in the in the neighborhood yeah it was pretty cool and um when i was painting the mural in pine ridge i guess i was really anxious i'm not used to painting in front of anybody and and during this trip i had to paint in front of a camera and in front of lots of people walking by it was it was um really stressful for me but i got through it i got a little bit used to it but yeah as i was painting there was a lot of a lot of artists surprisingly a lot of artists that it seemed like almost everybody was an artist there and they had a they wanted to show me um their art um one guy he didn't even have a pen he was just sitting around asking for a pen finally i gave him a pen and he drew me something pretty cool he was a really good artist you could tell he had he had his way his own style and stuff and another guy kevin Porbear, he 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 came by in a wheelchair he didn't have no legs and he was trying to show me his artwork he ended up showing me the day before i left and then uh, there's just a, a a bunch of talent there like uh, not just wine but photography poetry you know they want to they want to express themselves they have their own way of expressing themselves that's that's you know i would love to get into your backstory can you talk about you know how you came to this moment in your art career i always when i was um Coming out of high school, I really, I really liked art. I used to draw a lot, but I was, uh, I was really discouraged not to do art by my, my, you know, my family. They were like, you know, stuck in a. They call them starving artists for a reason, you know. <laughs> they don't make a lot of money, and I understood that. But still, I, 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 I it was my calling, but I didn't realize it till like way, way later. Yeah. And I was when doing all these different jobs, construction. Um, I was a bartender. I was a cab driver. I was like all kinds of stuff. And, um, and it just, I, I, I couldn't hold a job. I, I never really could hold a job. My longest job I held was the cab driver job. That was a little over six months. And, um, I, I, I had a, I had to figure out a way to go into business for myself. And so um, uh, a while back, my tribe was, was giving away grants. And I had to write out a whole business plan. And uh, I wrote it out myself. 
I did the whole thing myself. I, I turned it in. I took the necessary steps I had to do and I actually got the grant. Uh, my business was to a, a printing business to, to print t-shirts. So I, I started that up. I bought all the equipment I had to buy. And it took me a long time to learn the business. It's, it's, it seems like it's an easy thing, but it's, 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 you got to make a, a bunch of mistakes to to figure it out just like anything else. Yes, well, that kind of got me back into art. And then I was still like, still lost figuring out like, okay, is this what I'm, I got better at graphic arts, but I always still wanted to go back to painting and, and uh, always wanted to do a mural. I was just really scared to do it. I didn't know where I could do it. And um, so I was, I was kind of like really, really in a bad place. And uh, I got, I got into some trouble. I had to go, I had to go to jail. I went to jail and, and when I went in there, there was this guy, he was, he was a uh, drawing there. So I went over and started talking to him and saying, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of books in here, but they're all like religious books. Is, is there any other books, like some native books you got? And he was like, yeah, yeah, let me go check. So he went and checked his bag and um, he got out two books. And one of them was, it seemed all right, but it wasn't too interesting. And then he had this other book that I've been wanting to read called um, Black Elk Speaks. He, he took out the book and he gave it to me. So I started reading it. I was reading, I was supposed to be only in there for one day. And and, and um, it turned out being in there for three days. It was funny because they told me I wasn't, if I wasn't out by five o'clock PM, then I would have to stay in there all weekend. So um, I, it was getting close to five, it, it passed five and I was, I was like, I was really pissed. I was like, man, I'm gonna stay here the whole weekend. This sucks. So I went back to my bunk and I started reading the book again. And 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 uh, it was crazy. So it was like 5:45, and I and I, I thought that this book was really huge, but it was half appendixes and all kinds of stuff like that. So when I when I read literally when I read the the the, the final letter. The final paragraph, the final word to the whole story. As soon as I read that word, the door opened up and they they called my name and told me, oh, "You're out of here." And so it was, like, it was like I was meant to read that story, and and what that story was 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 um, what I got from the story was that he he was his life was like all chaotic because he wasn't um, doing what he was supposed to be doing, and and um, for me, I felt like I was supposed to be doing more art and um so that's 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 when i like i cleaned up i got sober uh from from all the drugs and stuff i was doing at the time uh i even quit drinking for a while and but i did quit uh drugging and i got more serious with my art and um then the pandemic came I had already like done some t-shirt designs with the U of A. I did this one design that says you're on Aquaman, which I have a mural of. But when I was, when we had the pandemic and we got, we all got, uh, we had to get locked in. Uh, I finished, I finished this, this design I was working on, which is a, it's a man in the maze, uh, shaped like, uh, the wildcat at the U of A. And so I finished that. And uh, I released it, and I was just like, um, I wasn't really thinking, oh, this is going to make me a lot of money. I was just like, I wanted to complete it and see how it looked. And it came out really cool. I was really proud and happy that I, I made this design. And I, would, I, would, uh, 
I ended up going out and selling masks during the pandemic. I had a seamstress. I got a bunch of uh, material together and just printed Man in the Maze and then my, my, my Wildcat Maze. And I went out and I started selling. And then um, some guy, uh, a jewelry maker, he, he sells really expensive jewelry. He started telling me I was disrespecting the maze and, um, and that I was doing this for this really rich school that he hates and stuff. And um, so he was just really throwing shade at me. And, and it's funny because another, a couple other uh, artists that I know say that he's done some similarly, like the same kind of thing to them in some kind of way, like made some kind of complaint. So I was trying to like shake it off and, you know, whatever. So I ended up uh, actually looking up the, the U of A's uh, mascot history. And, uh, so when I looked it up, uh, it actually had mascot history right there. I went up and checked it out. And it's pretty interesting. It, it talks about how um, from in 1915 to 1959, the U of A used a, a, an actual live bobcat. And it was Rufus. And Rufus was captured by an, uh, an army blacksmith and sold to some freshmen to the U of A for $9.41. And um, these are probably some privileged kids. Obviously, they just come back to the U of A and they're like, yeah, this is our mascot. And the everybody agrees okay yeah this is our mascot so they start training this animal this wild animal they cage them up they try to train them some tricks and within the first year of them uh having rufus they uh he was trying to jump from one tree to another apparently and he missed and he ended up hanging himself and killing himself and I found out that out that day, so I was like, "Whoa, this is this is very interesting." Um, he's kind of got a similar story to like natives, you know. He was made a mascot. He was captured by the army. He was uh, put somewhere he didn't want to be. So um, I was like paying um, paying homage to to Rufus by name because he's an indigenous to these lands too, you know. So I paid homage to to Rufus and I named my maze um, after Rufus. Anyway, I went on with that that day. The next day, I didn't even realize it. I, I I had read that story like at ten something that night, and and so the next day I was like, I'm gonna read that story again about about Rufus. And I and um, when I reread it, I realized the day that I named Rufus was the day that the real Rufus died, like 105 years to the day, which is April 17th. Yeah, so it was like. I don't know, I felt like it was like confirmation from the universe that it was like I wasn't being disrespectful to the maze. <laughs> and that's what I got. That's what I got from it anyway, because, you know, I I don't know. It just, it just felt like that. So I never felt any weirdness about that after that. Plus, when I would show it to the to people, my people, everybody else would bring a smile. Even the elders, they would like smile and say, oh, yeah, that's neat. That's nice. So, I mean, that's good medicine. I feel like if it makes people happy, then that's good medicine. Exactly. And especially if uh, your community is supportive, right? What's better than that? I, I really love, uh, you know, the, your stories about how moments in your life, interactions, uh, occurrences lead, lead you somewhere like a moment of discovery, which then helps to confirm maybe a question that you're facing internally. I'm wondering, how do you, how do you find the signs, I guess you can say? 
I guess I'm, um, I kind of look for signs. I, I just see signs, actually. Kind of, um, I, 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 I get into a lot of, lot of things. You know, all the latest things they discover, the latest things they're talking about. You know, I kind of got into numerology. The universal language is mathematics and numbers. So, if the universe was going to speak to you, it would speak to you in numbers that you see. So, um, like I look at the, the the clock a lot, and it'll say like. 222, 11, you know, stuff like that. And I feel like that's, that's like confirmation I'm on the right path. That's really cool. So um, your first mural, you are on Atamlan established BC, and it's located on 6th and Tool. And that's the mural mm-hmm. that represents Rufus right? In a, in a composition. Can you talk about how, how that mural came to be? And yeah, what was the response from the community? That mural, that mural was for uh, my Thorn Autumn roots, my, my mom's people um, here in Tucson, Fuxian, where, where I live and grew up. I would get asked all the time to like uh, try to do something the autumn and the U of A. So I just started looking at the old logos and saw oh, they're using a cactus, a saguaro. We use the cactus. We use that's our ancestor. You know, we we um, we harvest the saguaros and we use the fruit. So yeah, I I was like, hey, I'm gonna put a lady right here harvesting the saguaro, and I'm gonna change the words around and put you're. I was at first gonna put you're on you're on native land, but with the saguaro being there and and the landscape, I was like, I'm gonna put autumn. I'm gonna put autumn people and this is tucson it's really tucson specific so you know that this is autumn land so i'm gonna i'm gonna put that and it wasn't really a big like i haven't i didn't hear anybody really saying it at the time it's like a lot of people are saying it now which is cool i don't think it's because of me it's just because of the whole situation of what's going on right now like at the u of a they're giving they're finally recognizing native students and letting us go to this college for for free you know it's a lot it's a big deal that was really cool and then last year uh like right around a little bit after i had finished the mural the u of a actually uh, came out and acknowledged that they were on native land they're on autumn land that was after my mural had went up but i don't i don't know if they had seen it or anything like that but you know i like to think that they did (laughs) but yeah that was just 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 stating like the powerful statement like i said i came up with the, the rufus design and I was just like, man, this is really powerful. I need to put this, this, I need to make this a mural. I just need to do it. And I had never, I had messed around when I was in high school. I used to, I used to spray paint. I just had a little graffiti crew. We used to just go tag up stuff. And, and sometimes we do some art pieces. Like I did maybe one or two just in like the, the ditches and stuff like that, but nothing serious, nothing like a, nothing serious like how I did this mural and, and uh, I had to ask them permission from from the tool shed people and so I asked I asked uh, somebody there and uh, they were like yeah yeah you can there's there's these murals have been here forever there was this other the mural that was in, uh, up before mine was um something about burritos I don't know if you remember that but it, anyway I went over there like yeah you can go over that one so I was like oh, all right cool so, and but had a it had a garage door on it which was kind of like uh, it was the only part of the wall in that whole area that that has a garage door and it has like, this contraption in front of it so it's just like it's kind of like in the way of the mural I had to like 
paint around it, paint over it, paint all that stuff. So, and well, I had to I had to figure out where to put Rufus, and the only place he would fit was on that door. But that door is like a has all these ruffles in it, and it's it's really bumpy surface. It's not a flat surface, so it was, it was really tough. And that's the first thing that we started painting. And uh, a friend of mine, Nate, he goes by Killer Robot. He's a beat boy here from Tucson. Oh, good. Uh, friend of mine from back day back in the day and and he come and helped me out to get started so me and him did rufus and then after that i had a i was like i was off to start on my own so i had i did the you're an autumn land part there's a squash blossom on the side the squash blossom is like an, an autumn design that that's usually in a circle i just changed it up and made it made it like in a like in as a design on the side uh, a straight straight squash blossom and I, i've never seen that and then at the very top in the corner um there was a big empty space and i was like i had to put something here so i was thinking um okay what's what's a good statement so i came up with uh, a statement that i i love that i that we, we say is um we are still here then i painted the the lady with the basket yeah and then i i that was that was the first thing, like I haven't even done a canvas painting, or uh, this was like my first canvas <laughs> was that wall, that that mural. But um, from my my screen printing and all that stuff, that that really helped me um, figure out how to do it and how to layer it and how to put the words up. So yeah, I I I, I always grew up also thinking that artists had to do everything freehand. You can't use stencils, you can't do this, you can't do that. But then social media, you see all these really badass artists and they're all using stencils, they're all doing all this stuff. And I'm like, man, oh, I can do that? All right. So, yeah, now I'm like... Stencils yeah. and projectors and... Yeah, projectors, every, all these tools that they use. And it's like, man, I, I could do that. Right. You know? yeah. So, so, yeah, so now I, um, that's what I'm... Well, it's really inspiring and impressive that the You Are an Autumn Land mural was your first canvas or surface that you painted on. I just just blown away by by not only the craftsmanship, just the artistry in general, but I love the all of the design elements and how you combined, you know, your own like freehand pieces like the the woman holding the basket with design elements right like the the rufus design and the the lettering for autumn and you mentioned the the rose blossom design oh the squash blossom oh squash blossom yeah that's so interesting to me and um the way you uh, incorporated the lettering thank you yeah there's a there's a, uh, another thing about the, the 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 squash blossom and another like kind of discovery i made so, so I had, I, I, I was playing around. I, I like to like design stuff. Like the man in the maze is like really important to our, our culture. You know, you see it, it represents us as often people. When you see often people, they usually, they, they like to have that maze, wearing that maze somewhere, you know? The, the maze has a story and, and um, I like, to, I like to, to, to incorporate the maze in my design. And so I started messing around with the maze and playing with it. And uh, I, I heard stories that they would say about the center and um, about going back into the universe and, and also referencing the center as the sun. So I took that 
um, literally, and I made I made a I made like our solar system out of the man in the maze, with the the sun being in the center and all the little circles being all the orbits of the planets. Orbit, I would put a planet on there, and and when I did that, I had, before that I had already made the sweat lodge design, and and it's and it's right in the center of the man in the maze. A sweat lodge, or a traditional sweat lodge, Lakota sweat lodge, has 16 poles that go into the ground. And uh, the squash block, the, 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 I mean, sorry, the man in the maze in the middle, it has 16 poles coming out that kind of look like poles. And it's split into four sections. In the, in the sweat lodge, there's four, there's four rounds. And there's a bucket of water, you know, for each round. Like, it, it even has the bucket in the design. It has a bucket, like four buckets of water. One of the buckets is like pouring into the center and it also looks like the the sweat lodge door which is usually a hanging blanket and it was really cool like i was like wow this is a sweat lodge because i added a spiral in the center because i was trying to um, just find a new design like a basket design in the center and i put a spiral in the center to represent creation you know coming into the time of birth on the man in the maze when i did that and i stepped back i was like oh man it looks like the water is pouring into the center and the spiral represents the the steam coming up. So like, it literally like describes the whole sweat lodge, all the elements, all four elements that make life possible: earth, wind, fire, and water. All of it's in there. So when I did the solar system, man in the maze design, I looked at the Earth's Earth's orbit on this design of the solar system. If you take Earth's orbit, it literally cuts out my sweat lodge design. So I thought that was really interesting. Amazing. It's hard and I know I'm describing something you're like, what the hell is he well, talking about? <laughs> we can put the images on the webpage so yeah, our listeners can check them out um, after they listen. Thanks for describing and just how all uh you know, all of the like intersections, right? Yeah. Of, of uh, and the work. Yeah, and, and then so I was getting back to the squash blossom. So when I was selling the masks for the squash blossom I was selling masks with maize on it, and then I had a squash blossom design. And the squash blossom design, there's different sizes of them. They have really uh, ones that are really intricate, ones that are simple. Um, the less number of ones are simple, and they have ones that are just really intricate. I just chose one kind of in the middle that I liked, and uh, I was using that when I was going out and selling my masks. I took that design later on, and I tried to pair it with with the with the, the sweat lodge design I made, and so I put the sweat lodge design in the middle of that uh, of the, the the squash blossom design I was using, and it's crazy because the squash blossom design has also has sixteen poles coming out of it, so it like goes together like a key. It's really crazy, so it like fits perfect. What advice do you have for emerging muralists in Southern Arizona? watch a lot there's a lot of youtube videos that um that that talk about how to do murals and how to be more efficient doing your murals how to well, how to be prepared for your murals i this last mural i mean i'm i'm still a newbie this is only the, the mural i finished in pine ridge is my third mural i i, I went up there like yeah really unprepared i i thought i was prepared but i wasn't <laughs> And you don't figure that out till you, till you know it happens, and then you're like, oh man, what what now? So you got to like have a plan B. Uh, definitely um, do your 
do your homework, um, map it out, do all the mathematics you got to do. Um, I, I do a lot of lettering. Sometimes I have, I, I have my messages are, are um, you know, have words in them, so uh, I got to do mathematics to make sure my my stuff looks right. You want it to come out exactly how you how you see it, so just yeah, break it down on um, from the from the the end to the beginning, like reverse engineer it in your head and, and just go from there, I guess. As far as finding walls to paint, how do you go about that process? <laughs> um, just ask. My first wall, they were all really political statements. So I was like, you know, the author ain't represented here. I wanted to represent with a big statement, and uh, that was my statement. All right, so we have five random questions for you. Um, just blurt out the first thing that comes to mind, okay? What is your favorite spray paint brand? The 94 brand or 95? I can't even know if it's the name of it. It's a 94 or 95. Cool, okay. Got it. If you could time travel, what point in history would you go to? Mm, I'd go back to to my high school and probably tell myself to pursue arts more. Flutter. Nice. <laughs> I love it. If you could paint a mural anywhere in the world, where would it be? On the White House. <laughs> 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 if you could have a superpower, what would it be? To fly. Nice. I could put my murals really high. <laughs> yeah. If animals could speak English or any other language you speak, what animal would you most want to have a conversation with? I love eagles, but I'm kind of, I, I know crows are really smart. Wild animals. Wild <laughs> animals. Uh, a, a town meeting. I wish I was like Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> awesome. Well, that concludes the questions. And um, I just want to thank you, Luck, for taking the time. And uh, at, the Arf at the Arts Foundation, we're really excited to see, you know, where your career as an artist is going to take you. And uh, we're really happy that you're engaging with us uh, as a grantee and on this podcast. So we just want to wish you the best of luck in all of your future endeavors as an artist and in life in general. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was fun. This was fun. This has been Artist Stories, a project of the Arts Foundation for Tucson and Southern Arizona, which is partially funded by the City of Tucson and Pima County. To listen to more podcasts, visit kxci.org. Music for this episode was created by Jonathan Rodriguez.